Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This is a crowd podcast. Mesut Ozil. Midfielder and assist wizard. Play for Schalke, Bremen, Real Madrid and Arsenal. 92 caps for Germany. Won La Liga, three FA Cups and the World Cup. Recently came out of retirement to join Fenerbahce. Plus author. But what did we think of his 2017 book, Gunning for Greatness, an English translation of the German original which cost me four quid. Find out in today's Football Book Club. Boo! You cost £45 million and you can't sing. Speaking of mobile phones in the massage room. All I could think of was David Goetta when I was thinking of that. <laughs> Just like singing songs at inappropriate time. Hello and welcome to Football Book Club, the only book club where instead of literary classics, each week we read another footballer's autobiography. Less Dan Brown, more Wes Brown. I'm James Burke and over the weeks we'll be reading classics such as John Parkins' Feed the Beast and Antoine Griezmann's Getting to the Top of World Football. It's catchy, catchy title, Antoine. Um, but today we're reading Meza Ozil's 2017 book, Gunning for Greatness. And reading it with me, Jack Bernhardt. Came out of retirement? <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? I've never. You've, this is the earliest you ever told me off on the show. Well, <laughs> <laughs> the most the most silent I've been for the start of an intro ever because I was so shocked and horrified by what you just said. We need to like release the video footage of that moment because his face was amazing. <laughs> I've screenshotted it. Welcome also Natasha Daniels. Hi. And James Balgen. Hello. So, Meza Özil. Oh. <laughs> Jack's already kind of a. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm riled up now. Here we go. <laughs> Do you remember what Perry Grove said about his book during a game of Real Book Fake Book when we had him on the show? I I do. I do, actually. I remember thinking, oh, this is awkward. I'm going to give you some names of football autobiographies. You have to tell me if you think it's a real book All or right. one we've just made up. Okay. Sounds kind of fun, right? Yeah, we'll go. <laughs> <laughs> from where, from where <laughs> you're sitting, maybe. Uh, Meza Ozil, Gunning for Greatness. No, fake. That's real. Really? Journey real. I don't yeah, think yeah, yeah. there's been many bullets in that gun. That <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> well, so that was, so Perry Grove said that, but that was uh, towards the end of his Arsenal career. This book was written in 2017 when Ozil was kind of flying at Arsenal and it was about the best time in his career. There it was a totally, completely different atmosphere and now he's left, obviously. So we're in a kind of unique position where we can kind of do a, you know, a revisionist historical account of his career at Arsenal and, you know, his, his old career up to date. Do you think we're the right people to do that? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel very emotional and I think that's that's like 90% lockdown. I cried at a Zoopla advert today. So. Okay, sure. <laughs> well, Meza Ozil's got very um, emotionally intact people defending him today, yeah. so that's, that's really good. <laughs> like, like, Meza, if I if, if this goes terribly wrong and, uh, and if we do a sort of like, leave Britney alone style video of me screaming under a duvet leave Meza alone Jack I'm already a bit worried about you <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm already, already worried four, about only about four minutes in this came out but anyway I, I feel like uh, I feel like we're the right people to do this uh, it's a story of identity ambition adversity and drama and also there's a bit where a gang of baboons try and steal his backpack so stay tuned for that <laughs> <laughs> Okay, over the show, we're going to be going into more depth about the book. We'll be doing a dramatic reading, a quiz at the end, and our mate Ken is back with another chant for a long-since-retired footballer. But first, how are we all doing, guys? All good? Pretty good. Good. Uh, pretty yeah. good. <laughs> I'm just Jack, very we know concerned about, you. about Jack right now. <laughs> I mean... Yeah. 
I'm. I, I, how how are any of us really? What is what is existence currently? You know what I mean, Jack. We're literally one book into the series. <laughs> oh, what are you going to oh, be like book. by the time we do the Michael Owen trilogy? I'll be honest, without the Football Book Club, where would I be? Moving I'd on, be, uh, James. <laughs> <laughs> James, how's your week been? Good. I just had a phone call off the pizza shop because <laughs> my dad ordered a prawn pizza. <laughs> And I don't think anyone's ever ordered it before. So they they, they, they rang me and then they texted me and said, "You've ordered a prawn pizza. We don't do that. Can you pick something else?" <laughs> How did they? How did he order it? Like it was an option online, but obviously it's just nobody's ever ordered it before. So they're like, "Oh God, someone's ordered the prawn pizza. What the hell?" Like. We're going to have to get in touch with them. Yeah, it's like one of those McDonald's off the menu kind of things. <laughs> I'll have the prawn pizza. Yeah. <laughs> I, I brought up amongst you guys earlier how I can't get on board with the fact that Kieran Gibbs is 31 years old, which I saw today. And then I saw Michael Mancian was 33. And I felt how even older oh. than that. Yeah, I know, right? That really, really... You still think out. of, especially Michael Mancian as being like a young Chelsea up and coming. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Went to Wolves, didn't he? Yeah. I keep seeing people born after 2000 now doing things and I'm just, I just immediately discount them. I agree. And anyone listening born after 2000, <laughs> turn no this way. off right now. <laughs> you know <laughs> this what? isn't for you. It's a strange one, this book, isn't it? It's another one of those books that we put in the camp of written a bit too early. I would say, because mm. it's written in 2017 when Ozil is 27 or so, 28, Yeah, probably. I think he's, yeah. And it's, it's slap band the movie's Arsenal career, as we said. It's obviously a German book. Let's see what Amazon's saying about it anyway. So the book has 4.4 stars from 95 reviews. Again, quite a lot. Ooh, no Chris Kamara, but sure. Everyone <laughs> on the earth has bought Chris Kamara's book. Apart from him. Yeah, apart from him. Yeah. <laughs> Why did we say that in that episode? Anyway, uh, <laughs> including this five-star review from a Mr. Deneen called... That Ozil joined Arsenal, which reads, I liked that Ozil joined Arsenal. Great. Does that pretty much uh, sum up the book for everyone else? I agree. I like that Ozil joined Arsenal. Was that you? It was, yeah. Yeah. That's my alter ego, Mr. Deneen. What did did you think of the book? Uh, Tash, what did you think of Ozil? We know know what Jack thought. Well, you you don't. Jack's pages are stuck together. He loved it that much. No, hang on. No. Oh. First of all, I bought it online, so it's an ebook. The pages are already stuck when that came through. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right, Tash, we're not starting with you because you're mucky, James. <laughs> James, what did you think of it? I like it. I, li- I like the more uh, sort of current ones because I know more of the players. That's yeah, how, uh, yeah. It, I liked it though. I, I, I didn't expect him to be philosophical and quite yeah, intelligent quite insightful yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree. Mm, that's true yeah. i liked it interesting first book i've dropped in the bar the page is the kind of slightly discolored because i dropped a corner of it pages are stuck yeah. together oh tash please <laughs> my page the sooner you drop this the better do you know what though this really is at odds with what i thought of the book because i actually it was so much more profound and deep than i expected it to it, be yeah, it was what, yeah, yeah that's what i mean and you come along <laughs> sorry Mesut. yeah it, it is i agree it was it was it was quite insightful for someone so young jack i'm, I'm terrified no. to ask i i think there's just a lot of complicated emotions with Mesut. like like it, it's 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 very hard to process a lot of how i feel about Mesut Ozil, and that like backs up also into his writing like for anyone who hasn't listened jack is an arsenal fan yeah <laughs> uh quite clearly uh-huh. uh and you, you you liked meza as a player i'm guessing i loved watching meza play he was the like the way he played was incredible and he could do things that no other player could do but obviously he never quite reached those heights with arsenal the way it ended this season was oh so depressing like we're recording this in February 2021, he's just joined Fenerbahce for free, having been left out of the um, of the Arsenal, play, uh, the Arsenal squad, Premier yeah, League season, squad. Yeah. I mean, you you buy this player for 45 million pounds, you play him for you pay him 300 thousand pounds a week from a contract going back to 2018, and and you leave him out the squad. I mean, oh god, it's just it's just a horrible waste of a career. Uh, yeah, it makes it really sad when you read it and you see like when he's talking about his dreams and oh where God, he thinks yes. he's going to be and then you know how it ends it's that, so yeah. oh. there's a, no ballon d'or yeah. for him and i can't see yeah. coming anymore that was so sad there's a bit also at the end where he's like i might win the premier league i might, might win the champions league and it's like you mm. you won't and it's so sad mm. it's hey so better fans will be fuming with you jack <laughs> bring it oh yeah sure <laughs> let's get into it i wanted to bring up something right from the beginning of the book if that's okay and not 
the fact uh, that my book was uh, bought from uh, Lancashire County Library. <laughs> so I don't. <laughs> Why? Are a... You keep on stealing books. I am stealing. I, I bought it off Amazon. It really early on. Uh, obviously this is something which has been uh, it makes sense because it's been something that's been a common theme throughout his career is uh, the sense of German-Turkish identity is he German, is he Turkish, which is something which the media have been obsessed with, especially in Germany for a long time um, and his struggles with it He's he's very diplomatic about it, I think, all the way through. He's he's very much like, well, I get a bit of both, to be honest. It's not like I choose one or the other. However, one thing I was going to say he definitely has got from Germany the German side of things, is his naming of chapters. He has got the most methodical chapter name <laughs> I think I've ever seen. Like, so German and just functional and they work. There's one uh, in particular. World champions in Brazil, a successful conclusion needs passion and discipline. <laughs> <laughs> then there's other ones such as footballers aren't politicians. Action is better than talking nonsense. That's true. There we go. A bone of contention between Germany and Turkey. The art of making the right decision. They're very. Uh, yeah, I found that really interesting. Some of the Turkish German stuff. The identity. Like, I, I didn't know a lot about. Um, I knew that there were a lot of uh, Turkish people in Germany, but I didn't know the history behind it necessarily. And it was all very interesting how it was a, a post war way of getting a lot of people into work there and stuff. And he's third generation. Uh, German. Yeah, I feel yeah. like I learned more about European history from this book than I did about. Uh, <laughs> Five years of high school. <laughs> yeah, I, well, from very very specific part of German history. Yeah, Jack did a uh, Jack Jack did a history degree. So I hope he knows. And I learned more. more about uh, <laughs> I learned more about politics in the UK from Cammy's book than I did. <laughs> uh, I, I, yeah. I thought that stuff that stuff was really interesting, and I didn't. I think the the thing that I found very weird about it is sort of what James was talking about that he didn't speak German growing up, but they he's third generation. Like yeah, when he's talking about like should I go play for Turkey or should I play for Germany, he points out that he's never really been to Turkey. He he's like yeah. gone gone like to see family, but he doesn't. You know, he's not like he's going. I'm coming home at this point. Yeah, you he can doesn't... totally understand why he struggles with it a little bit, can't you? Because he's never yeah, been there, but he doesn't. His family don't speak German, and he's just sort of mm. stuck. And, and he makes a point of saying like we were foreigners in Germany, yeah. which is such an interesting concept that you're like you're growing up in this country that you know nothing else, but you still feel like a foreigner effectively in your own country and it is and yeah you know like well, at the, least up until he's five or six then he does start speaking he, when he goes to school he yeah. starts speaking german but um yeah i guess because he is surrounded by as he says you know fellow uh players of turkish origin and uh lebanese i think he says yeah. well, of people from lebanon that that thing of identity is really really interesting because obviously now he's moved to turkey and he seems to have become a lot more sort of and obviously you know what with what happened in the german uh with the german national team in 2018 like mm. it does seem like he's become more turkish if that's possible to say i mean it's not really like he's sort of he's, i know what you mean he's kind of that he's embraced that aspect of his identity a lot more. I, I agree. And actually, there's another thing interesting in the book. Right from the beginning, uh, you see Yogi Lowe writes uh, a very short uh, introduction to him. And I was kind of reading, really like, oh, I wonder <laughs> if he'd still be doing that, <laughs> that nowadays. And then he goes into uh, another person who is very prominent in the book, uh, which I enjoyed, Jose Mourinho, right at the top. Jose Mourinho writes the foreword and then the prologue is all about Mourinho as well. Ozil loves Mourinho. He really does. And Mourinho seems to love uh, Ozil, apart from when he's slagging him off. Uh, yeah, in the, I, in the I have a theory because I watched Whiplash last night and they are like the two guys him. from Whiplash. Right. So he's at the drummer. Ozil's <laughs> yeah. the drummer. Ozil's the drummer. Mourinho's going, that's not quite my tempo, that kind exactly. of. Exactly. So in the changing room scene, uh, it's, it's, it's a moment in his Real Madrid career where things aren't going very well and uh, he's Mourinho lays into him at halftime. He subs him, I think. It, it feels a little bit gaslighting because he's like, oh, he was shouting at me and telling me that I wasn't Zidane. And, oh, I, I mince around the pitch saying that I won't get dirty. And then yeah. afterwards, Ozil's not like, oh, this really upset me. He's like, it drove me to be more. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, pun. <laughs> like, you well, I mean, I mean, we have very different opinions about Jose Mourinho, obviously, James. <laughs> I think uh, we're going to get into it in our side podcast, the Mourinho <laughs> Chat Hour. Oh, not again. Um, genuinely, we've been chatting about this for quite a while. 
behind the I scenes. I think um, a player sometimes, uh, and I can probably see it with Ozil, uh, a bit too, feeling a bit too comfortable in some situations. I think it can make some players a bit lazy in that respect. Sure, but, especially but when I, you're kind of a luxury player like us, you need to kind of really get into it. But Ozil does sort of own up to it in the book quite a bit. He's like, you know. I do. I, I do a few of my customary through balls and nice passes, and then I just eat yeah. up a bit. Yeah. You know, I, I drop twenty percent, and it's like, yeah, that's <laughs> everyone's problem with you. That is literally so I, your problem. I think that's why he realizes um, Mourinho works well there. But um... there's a there's a strange, a very strange relationship there that I suppose. Yeah, it's hard to get your head around, as really in many ways. I, I think it is very reminiscent of Mourinho and Ali now, but Ali doesn't obviously respond to it in the same way that Ozil said. So far, yeah, that's, that's for difference. sure. Yeah. And uh, it's very much the atmosphere that I want to create on this podcast. So yeah. we're going to move on now <laughs> to... Any one of you can be replaced. <laughs> Talking of Mourinho, I mean, it sort of lays in how hard this book is to read as an Arsenal fan. Uh, right. Because... I mean, <laughs> it is a very weird thing reading a book. I think we've gathered called... that you found it pretty difficult to read. This. I found it very difficult, James. <laughs> I struggled. Um, okay. I I found it very difficult because um, it's called Gunning for Greatness. It has a picture of Beza in red on the front. So it's very much like Arsenal baiting. It's like, you know, you're Definitely. an Arsenal fan. You're going to love this book. The first, like, serious bit of the book is uh, a foreword by Jose Mourinho, arguably Arsene Wenger's most hated man. The, the 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 nemesis, the anti-Arsenal, the man who called Wenger a specialist in failure, and it's all being the guy, like... kept, the guy had the audacity to keep beating him. <laughs> yeah, no, but I mean, but sure, but equally, <laughs> but equally, I'm like, enjoying this today. <laughs> it's it, it, it's Mourinho. I I hate Mourinho. I hate him with a passion. Like I'm so every. I just can't stand listening to him. I can't stand like I'm watching not sure him. How how many legs your podcast idea has got because it would just be you going I hate him I yeah, hate him and, and James going oh, oh I love him going, oh, I think it's alright actually and you're like <laughs> you ruined my life but okay but but think about it from a, from the from the point of view of an Arsenal fan and you're reading this and in the first like five pages about how much uh, Mourinho loves Mesut Ozil and it's like okay well I can accept that that's fine you know it's not it's not too it's not you know a guy I don't like likes as, as Ozil. That's fine. Lots of terrible people like good people. That's okay. okay. I can understand okay. that. <laughs> then yeah. the next... We get it. You don't like Mourinho. <laughs> okay. Then the next, like, t- like five pages after that, the foreword are about how important Mourinho is to Ozil. And it does kind of... It feels like someone who is reading this book as an Arsenal fan, I was kind of waiting for the bit where he was like, and I feel the same way about Arsene Wenger. Or like, I really enjoyed my time at Real Madrid and I really am enjoying my time at Arsenal. But he doesn't mention Arsenal seriously until about 80% of the way through the book. Yeah, The whole first bit is about Real Madrid. I realise what it's like. You know um, the bit in Love Actually when Emma Thompson oh, uh, no. sees... Yep, no, I'm doing it. Uh, <laughs> when Emma Thompson <laughs> sees uh, her husband alan rickman yeah uh, like has bought a present and it's a beautiful <laughs> uh, like oh, diamond, diamond necklace, necklace. and yeah. she's like oh that's gonna be for me on christmas day and she opens it up on christmas day and it's a Joni mitchell album is her present <laughs> and she has to be like she has good albums <laughs> yeah but not a christmas present um no. like she has to it's not a gold necklace. in that moment she's like feeling crushed because she's aware that like the person she loves the person she thinks loves her back uh, love someone else and she has to find this out in the worst possible way on Christmas Day are you saying that is how I felt you, when you I read you love <laughs> Mesut Ozil as much as Alan Rickman's fake wife <laughs> I know there's not much else in sight which I found absolutely fine but I do, it is surprising <laughs> Because uh, you know he's what? at Arsenal at the point at the time. What's also interesting about that whole thing is that I'd forgotten until I was remembering it this morning. Um, at this point in Mesut's Arsenal career, Jose Mourinho is at Man United, and yep. in 2017, Özil was like saying he wasn't sure if he was going to. His contract was running out. I think in like a year's time, a year and a half yeah. time. All of these overtures to, to Jose Mourinho, while mm. Jose Mourinho is a Man United manager, come and, and get not me. Really, like that's. That Sackable offence. Sackable offence. I mean... But there, there was what, at least when we do get to Arsenal at some point, um, there was uh, a little bit which I liked, which was Mesut says being at Arsenal is a bit like being at school. Wenger doesn't allow mobile phones in the massage room, for instance, which is exactly the same <laughs> as my school. No mobile phones in the massage room. I remember that. Oh, so unfair. <laughs> 
speaking of mobile phones in the massage room, um, <laughs> are we playing Kudo? What a segue! Are we play- yeah. <laughs> One um, thing that I kind of found really sad actually was the stuff about like the media and his privacy intrusion. Mm. I think it's because I just watched Framing Britney. But <laughs> oh, this is the Britney Spears documentary. Yeah, yeah. where it's yeah. all about how the media hounding her just ruined her life. Yes, and it. The more I was reading, the more I was like, "This is exactly like Ozil." So it starts mm. like way back in Schalke, and every time he does anything, he's always described as a money grabber, yeah. and no other players yeah. are described that way. That's for and a then, contract reason. Or yeah, yeah, it, but it is, he, but it's still yeah. He yeah. says like other players were getting more and he was the one that was described as money grabber. And then he'd make like there seems to be this big turning point in the media for him where he went to Mecca. He just got the most insane abuse in the media. And mm. then from then on, they just never let him off with anything. No, I know what you mean that. But there, there, I think there was a split, wasn't there, with the Mecca thing? Some people thought it was really good and some people thought Some people thought it was really good, but in Germany they they were allowing like the head of the AFD, the far right party, oh, to mm. go and comment on him in in all of the newspapers, and it's just so weird that that was allowed. I do, I do think uh, people are a bit do go after him a little bit, a uh, bit too often uh, with a lot of things, and I I, gr- I agree with you on that, Tash. But also, I do think sometimes he he plays down his uh, his his naivety a little bit in some bits because his his, his dad does some dad's his agent he does some crazy things with him yeah, as well yeah his dad does some weird yeah. things but there's that really sad bit when he moves to london oh. and he he tries to go to a restaurant and he can't get there so he comes back and one of the paparazzo jump on his car yeah that's so bad that he that's has to hit injured. them classic yeah. and then the police come and it's just and he writes that awful thing about how he won't leave his golden cage and i just felt like oh my god meza like you've had this poison chalice from the beginning there are a couple uh, of things though i thought were pretty cool in german me in apart from the media i thought mm-hmm. actually in german football there was a couple of things i noticed that were really cool first of all um when he was playing in the world cup uh the german national team gave them an app on their phone which they could learn about the opposition through which i thought was really cool i'd yeah. never heard that before. that was really good yeah. that was that was 2010 yeah. as well wasn't it, it was like, yeah i think it was it was so later german isn't it yeah, it is very german. but also because of media i guess because of these media problems uh i love the i love the fact that when they're at one of the european championships they get media training at some point and they're yeah. given three answers to respond to something which reminded me of father <laughs> ted when they try and get father jack <laughs> to say yes no or that would be an ecumenical matter <laughs> yeah. i was gonna say it reminds me of uh, in fifa career mode whenever you do press conferences you only get three options <laughs> Yeah. And I'm like, I, I always want to be like, uh, what do you think of this manager? I'm like, oh, I think he's a shit. I hate him. And I, it's always like, I think he's really good. I think he's quite clever. I think he's astute. I'm like, no, <laughs> let me say he's crap. Yeah. We all, so how many times do you get asked questions about Mourinho, Jack, in a <laughs> Almost constantly. It's all I live for. My main observation from his younger years in the Bundesliga is this question. Can Meza Ozil sleep well or can he not? <laughs> I want to get your opinion on this because page 43 in the book, it's when he's deciding about whether he's going to play for Germany or the Turkish national team. Uh, Mustafa Dorgan, I don't know how you pronounce it, again, another German-Turkish player. Uh, before coming to this decision, he speculated Mezel must have spent sleepless nights which was wrong. In general, I'm not a bad sleeper. I rarely take my problems to bed with me. I'm not a brooder who spends hours staring at the ceiling instead of going to sleep. Uh, which, first of all, very defensive. But then immediately afterwards, he goes, the only time I have trouble sleeping is after matches. When I come home after Champions League encounters, I find it hard to wind down. So immediately he's given us an example of a time where he finds it hard to sleep. (laughs) And then he doubles down on that. Page 52. (laughs) You really went after him. I read it. He says, um, he's about to make his debut for Schalke. And he says, instead of going to bed early for a relaxing sleep, I tossed and turned that night. I switched from lying on my stomach to my back, but the pillow over my head, but nothing works. Putting a pillow over your head is never going to work. But, uh, yes, okay, that sometimes so. works. Uh, maybe. But either way, Ozil, on your head. for someone who says he, he, he sleeps perfectly all the time, there's clearly quite a few examples where he can't sleep. This feels like a very, like, excuse me. Yeah. Yeah, this you what are you the mean, London personal? media that keeps going after him. Yeah. There's lots of things you could have gone after him for. He's saying that he can't sleep, uh, uh, he can sleep well, and sometimes he definitely can't. So. And yet on page 52, sir, <laughs> Mr. Ursel, you claim to be able to sleep perfectly. <laughs> Is that I true? Find his, I find his eye bags quite endearing, actually. <laughs> 
having a go at his physical appearance. <laughs> oh God, Jack, you're been sucking in by Jack's bloody yeah. brainwashing of Urzel yeah. being this perfect individual. That's it. I think early on in his um, career, yeah, I think he's kind of struggling for support mm. quite a lot. I think that's one of his issues. He's like, you know, is at Schalke his own club seems to be going yep. against him. Yeah, um, and then at Bremen, and he's always sort of yeah, and at Bremen he's. He sort of feels a little bit initially when he goes there, like he doesn't fit in because everyone's a bit yeah. older than him, have families. But then, if I'm allowed to skip ahead yeah. a little bit, when he signs for Madrid, he does sort of have that support in place, especially with two older brother type <laughs> characters. <laughs> yes. Ramos and Kadira, who look after him. And I didn't really expect him to be good friends with No, Ramos, I know what you mean. He seems quite um, shy and retiring compared to yeah. Ramos's. Like, <laughs> yeah, completely. But he was he, he he moved next door to him and he sort of took him under his wing, and he used to invite him over to his house and play guitar and sing <laughs> yeah. to him. Which That's so it just made all I could think of was David Goetta when I was thinking of that, <laughs> just like singing songs at inappropriate times, like very David Brent, like go get the guitar. Yeah, she said David like, Guetta. Not now, Ramos. David Guetta, the French, yeah. the French and David DJ, Brent, the two Davids. Yeah, just sort of like Euro, sort of. Cheesy R and B DJ grabbing a guitar when he should. Remember when, remember when all David, I could think of was David Guetta. Wasn't David Guetta the um the he was one of the acts for Euro twenty sixteen. Oh, and he, he played was like at the, the and he played at the in the French stadium. And yes. It was terrible, and it yeah. did feel it did feel a bit like David Guetta had just turned up in the center stage and they couldn't get rid of him. He was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like like just just let him tire himself out. I can with seven imagine songs. Sergio Ramos like shouting his name repeatedly. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> separate to music, just in general. Yeah, yeah. and like Mesa being like, is that what musicians do? Yeah, it's what they do, man. <laughs> they say Sergio Ramos. That whole relationship with Sergio Ramos was just quite fascinating. Yeah. I thought because I didn't expect it. Um, and they wrote a chapter themselves. Sort of sticks them. Yeah, they both wrote a chapter themselves. Kadira and Ramos. Ramos was just quite. It was like a page long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I reckon Sergio Ramos definitely offered a song before he offered the chapter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Sergio Ramos isn't the only singer songwriter. Seamless. Uh, another singer songwriter we know is our friend Ken Zong, and he's got another oh, chart this week. Woo. So remember, Ken last... Zong, twenty twenty one. Where are them girls at? Uh, that is a song by David Guetta. I'm not just yelling. Where, the, where are the girls? Um, Excuse me. Where are the girls at? <laughs> last week, uh, of course, uh, Ken Zong. Uh, we had the tune "Live and Love Loca." Just give it to Rio Coca. This week, uh, to the tune of Beats International, "Dub Be Good to Me." Oh. What a song. Oh. Oh. Does he do the jam fly fast walk? Uh, no, but if you want to do the intro. <laughs> 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 um, here is this week's chant. Um, I think Reading and Chelsea fans will enjoy it. Uh, and no one else. Uh, <laughs> Some defenders suffer from hesitation. He don't care for conceding goals. Michael Jubilee. <laughs> got a second verse defense is always where he'll be he's a bruiser <laughs> he don't care what you throw at him michael jubilee <laughs> oh that is nice <laughs> lovely another ken classic i think he deserves an ivan novello for changing uh he's a user to he's a bruiser <laughs> in, in the concert <laughs> Ken has come back strong this series, very strong. He has. He has, yeah. really he has. strong. He's, he's, he's carrying the team, let's be honest, guys. <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> and we'll have more on Mesut Ozil's book after these ads. Hello. Um, hello there. What voice do you want me to do? We will do a little bit. I'll just do my voice. Do your I? voice. Yeah, thanks. Hello, I'm Joe Marler. People think I hate people, but I don't. <laughs> I actually love interaction with people. I love finding out what jobs they do and whether I could do what they do. The Joe Marler Show. Joe Marler Show. With new episodes every Wednesday. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome back to the show, guys. We're still reading Meza Ozil's book. And uh, Tash, I know you've got some strong opinions about something else in the book. Yes, I do, actually, because this is a man who at one time was earning 350 grand a week, right? Yeah. And what Do not remind expect? me. <laughs> Are you calling him a money grabber? <laughs> no, oh. I'm just saying <laughs> he wasn't in the squad. £350,000 a week, yeah, and ridiculous. he wasn't in the squad. And would yeah. you like to know how he was spending? that money more than anything yeah at vapiano's <laughs> yeah. And, yeah and subway oh my god and subway here yeah, comes tasha's food snobbery <laughs> he did oh, want to save gunasaurus no. though so let's just oh yeah that's true. Yeah. <laughs> but no sorry you, you are right i do agree yeah he does spend a, a lot of time there did do a bit of digging and it is a german chain Oh, so perhaps really? it reminds them of home. But I was, I'm sorry, Meza, I really like you and you come across really well in this book, but that is shameful. Go to Hakkasan with the rest of them. Come on, mate. <laughs> Apparently, he, he likes a place where he can get a Turkish sausage somewhere as well, doesn't he? Yeah, he in Golders Green. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and he, he makes a good place. He makes that's a good That's where they jump on him. Yeah. That's where yeah, the paparazzi's sure. jump on him. What was the food he eats at the beginning? Tash, would you eat a. Um, what's his favourite food? It was, uh, it was curry ketchup and, uh, and white bread. And white bread, bread. yeah. I'm not going to lie. I think growing up in Stoke, I ate quite similar things quite often. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Later on, when he says he's he learned how to cook really well, all I could think of is that he was just putting curry ketchup on like sourdough things like yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your meal, sir. <laughs> Poached eggs with curry ketchup. That was all quite sweet though. That whole bit it was very obviously sweet. it was about him not being on loads of money at the time. But still, now he's making money. Get us get out of subway. Yeah, get out of bloody faps. Can somebody explain Vapianos to me? What is Vapianos? Is this like? weird restaurant where you go in and you get a tray like you're at school dinners and then yep. you queue up depending on if you want like straight pasta or little pasta or a pizza or chips and you stand in that queue and then you have different toppings on it it's like being back at school so oh. i don't get it maybe as a player who like always like, eats at canteens yeah, and stuff he loves that <laughs> he just he, seems he's like sense. built into he it it's just yeah how it works yeah do you think he goes it's... for like Michelin starred restaurants and like picks up a tray and picks up a plate and stands by the kitchen? Like, yeah. Feed me. It's quite easy to leave Vapianos without paying your bill. Not that I would know, but it's quite easy. So there we go, readers. Just, you know... yeah. Readers? <laughs> there were definitely someone from Vapiano going, okay, we got it. <laughs> his, his taste is very odd. His taste is also very odd when it comes to TV and film. Uh, Meza Ozil uh, loves to watch Entourage. <laughs> two and a half men. Two and a half men. Yeah. That, <laughs> that's that's enough. That was the one where I was like, oh, no, hang on. Hang on. We need to just take a step back here. It's funny, though, um, because just he, before that, he says, like, you know, I I used to watch films, but then I got into TV dramas because they're a lot, you know, sort of deeper and more intense. <laughs> and also, I watched Two and a Half Men quite a lot. It's just like... <laughs> 
What? The thing that he watches a lot in London is nature documentaries about lions. Yeah, yeah, he loves lions. So, and also yeah. he said he there's another bit where he's like, oh, I found out later that what you know one of the dinners I went to had Jane Goodall because I and I felt really stupid because I wanted to go up to her and say <laughs> I love Jane Aww. Goodall. I've, I've watched all of her documentaries. <laughs> like, why do you watch? I, so I know I found really that fascinating. It, the, the, so... the, the underlying stuff about nature is is fascinating throughout. It's so loves, odd. He absolutely loves lions as well. And Jane Jane Goodall made me really laugh. But talking of his love for nature, uh, actually, we move on to this week's uh, dramatic reading quite nicely. Everyone excited? Yes. Uh, yes. Someone cue the dramatic music for me, please. Cue dramatic music. I love 2021! <laughs> James is always the one who does it James these days. This dramatic reading is called Meza Urzel and the Forbidden Bananas. This is all for context, because we're not in out of context. We can tell the context. It's just after they lost the Euro 2012 semi-final to Italy, so he's very angry at this point. In the wilderness of Africa, I managed to forget those blue jerseys. I'm guessing that's the Italian jerseys. I love I learned to laugh again. And most of all, and most of all, <laughs> that's I had such free... an odd sentence. Yeah, that is, yeah. <laughs> I forgot the blue jerseys and I learned to laugh again in <laughs> yeah. Africa. Thank you, Africa. And I, best of all, I had the freedom to move around without anyone being interested in who I was. I didn't have to answer to anybody why I didn't keep chasing Perlo before he passed to Giorgio Chiellini. The Australian mother who'd given her daughter this trip as a reward for having finished school was as uninterested in a photo or autograph as the couple had been coming on safari every summer for the past 10 years. They need to go on another holiday. He's <laughs> bored of all these well, Unless that stuff. guy is like, if we keep going on this holiday, at some point we'll bump into Meza Ozil again. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. These people had no idea that only a few days earlier I'd been playing football in front of an audience of millions. <laughs> no idea. As far as they were concerned, I was just the bloke who was too stupid to stick to the simplest of the safari rules we were given at the start. Our guide had expressly forbidden us to pack any food in our rucksack or go for a wander. So what did Mezzet do? For some reason, I didn't take the warning so seriously when the first day I took a look around the area surrounding our lodge and I thought a few bananas, a few, a few, <laughs> would be fine in case I got... So not only do you not take white, about like three or four. I thought a few yeah, bananas... In my head, would... he's, taken, he's taken about ten. He's yeah, like, ten bananas. Rocks like out, he started to just shovel bananas in. I thought that'd be fine in case I got peckish. A typical sports snack to keep me going in between meals. But I barely left the building when I was targeted by a troop of baboons. <laughs> At least 20 animals. Some of them 80 centimeters tall. The fact that it says 80 centimeters makes them sound very small. I don't know why. It <laughs> <laughs> doesn't sound big. If you say if you said nearly a meter tall, yeah, yeah, wow, yeah like, well, but uh-oh. 80 centimeters is like, oh, okay, that's like what two rulers? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pathetic. They followed me with the intention of snatching my rucksack. One even leapt onto it and tried to wrench it open. I was just about able to shake him off and escape back to my room. Because the monkeys were waiting on the roof of the lodge for me to come back out, I had to call a ranger and confess my mistake. To him. <laughs> It is a beautiful oh, image. <laughs> imagine that phone call. Just, yeah. uh, hi, it's German superstar Meza Erzl here. Uh, <laughs> I've got some bananas in my bag and now monkeys are... <laughs> if you're wondering, well, yeah. sorry about all those bananas I stole from the breakfast buffet. Yeah. <laughs> As well. Shoveled yeah. into my bag. Please come save me. Soon afterwards, I had my second encounter with a wild animal. Suddenly there was this impala standing right in front of me, staring at me with its deep black eyes. A beautiful beast. Is this in his room? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the ranger was like, "Oh, don't worry. To chase the uh, the, bo- uh, the baboons <laughs> yeah. away, we'll just release the impala." Uh... <laughs> uh, beautiful beast, so graceful and finely sculpted, with fur that looks so stuff I wanted to touch and stroke it. But it also had these corkscrew-like horns, which must have been around ninety centimeters long, bigger than the baboons. <laughs> bigger than the baboons. <laughs> looked rather menacing. One strike, and I was badly injured. But the animal got bored, vanishing off into the bush with a huge leap. <laughs> so that's the end. That's the end of the dramatic reading. Wait, what was that last? Sorry, I didn't. I didn't what, what was the last bit? It, it, ran, it got bored and ran off. Basically, the okay, impala. fine. He opened that the door. Was... It went out. Got bored of him measuring it in with a ruler. He's just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's going, oh, you're the size of a baboon. Interesting. <laughs> no, there's definitely a difference between the size of the baboon and this size. It's got to be ten centimeters. It doesn't matter. Before the impala ran off, it was like, you should attract Perlo. <laughs> <laughs> i had a really quick thing i was gonna say actually i agree that he's very well intentioned and i agree i also kind of warned him a lot of the time but there was one moment that was very shallow and it reminded me of memphis to pie uh, and you'll know the reason why because when memphis to pie it's when he was in ghana and you know some of the like uh posturing he was doing in his Instagram posts and stuff we mentioned. When Mesut Ozil goes to Mecca, which is this really transformative event for him, in many ways it's really, it really, it really means a lot to him and his faith, uh, but it quickly descends into uh, something uh, 
very vacuous. He goes, once in a lifetime, every Muslim who is able to, sh- who is able to should make the pilgrimage as a reminder of God, his commandments, and his love for mankind. I'd already heard and read so much about Mecca. I simply felt the need to visit this place once in my life to explore it myself, to see it and soak up all the impressions. My going to Mecca is comparable to devout Catholics visiting the Vatican. All good so far. More than two million people liked my photo in front of the Kaaba, which I intentionally accompanied only with the hashtags, hashtag Mecca, hashtag Holy City, hashtag Saudi Arabia, hashtag Islam, hashtag pray. <laughs> people there queuing to have photos taken me. Young people from Indonesia, in particular, were completely ecstatic to meet me there. It's just you don't that need to mention right. those bits. That's true. Yeah, it's, why, it's why, a very why strange. Also, the hashtags. The hashtags are the particularly weird ones. <laughs> hashtag pray. Hashtag pray. Get also, it trending. Idea, someone, someone clicking on hashtag pray and being like, "Oh, I'm glad he hashtagged this pray. I would never would have found it." Talking of hashtag, actually, on Twitter. Uh, I've got a little Darius Purcell update. Has anyone listened to our teaser for this? We are desperate to read Darius Purcell's 2017 book. It was, 2017 was a good year for football books. It was a good um, year for books. We want to read his book, The Road to Persia. Uh, so far, no leads. Really hard to track down. However, I did find the person who wrote his book. Oh, we should start with with Darius, Darius Purcell. Purcell. Okay, yeah, Darius Purcell. <laughs> yeah, he I typed in Darius underscore Purcell dot a b. No, it was a guy. Uh, it's the same chap who wrote um, the recent quite successful Even Heskey scored book, which I know Jack's very keen on. I would like to read that. So my update is I followed him on Twitter, mm. and uh, cool, great. <laughs> He hasn't followed back. Any interaction? He hasn't followed back. <laughs> <laughs> so now the waiting he... begins. <laughs> so hopefully, are you playing if you're listening? Yeah. Have you actually messaged him. You right? never. You know. You never message Tash. That's desperate. Oh, that's where I've been going wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's how Tash got on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you got to follow, then unfollow, then follow again. Oh, then that's unfollow, a... then follow again. Oh. I'll try that. I can't message him Don't... yet. Or accidentally send a message and then say oops sorry this one wasn't for you when you say we want that book it makes it sound like there's literally one copy of it yeah there it's might there be it, it's, it's sort of, so hard kind of it's, that's how us. it feels yeah. yeah i mean we beforehand we wanted um a year in the life of mark schwarzer which i generally don't I think has been burnt or something pulped like Alan Parks <laughs> so um didn't you mess it didn't he say like oh we can't find yeah he said no nope, no copies or something like that if, when he was if we track down a copy and we have to pass it between us uh jack you're getting it last because you get the pages stuck together <laughs> Dirty boy. Dirty, dirty boy. Tosh started it. Listen, we've kind of encompassed his time in Germany and his time in Madrid. Uh, one thing we haven't got to, as Jack mentioned, because there's barely any of it, uh, is Arsenal. But we do finally get there at the end. There was a bit that I liked about when he first went to Arsenal. Obviously, this is a thing that crops up with a lot of new sign-ins. That a lot of players for most teams have to sing a song as an as initiation ceremony. Yes. And they do that at Arsenal as well. And this one, he could have just told us about the song that he did, but he he didn't have to tell us about a rap that he'd done with, who was it? Oh my gosh. It was so strange. Yes, and he's a famous German rapper, actually, because uh, my girlfriend is a German and a big fan of German hip-hop, and she said, she told me all about this guy. But he, I, I don't think this book... <laughs> In English, anyway, it doesn't he doesn't come across great? Yeah, so he didn't. Ha- he could have just gone into, oh, this is a song I did for the initiation. This is what other guys did. But he was like, oh, it's not my, it's not my first rodeo. I've also recorded vocals for this track in Germany, and then it's just terrible. I don't know why he drew attention to this. It's, yeah, it's awful. <laughs> is so he a he- worse rapper than Memphis Depay? Do we think? Yes. Well, I, I mean. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely, definitely worse than Memphis Depay, surely. So the guy, the, the, oh, correct me if I'm pronouncing this wrong, but there's, is a German rapper called Jan Delay? I think that's it, yeah. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Ask him. <laughs> Double check. Yeah, I'll ask him. Yeah, don't tell um, your friend. So he wrote, he's a big Werder Bremen fan, so he wrote this song. So he wrote a rap called Large, and it was specifically for them. So I'm guessing he got a few of the players on to sing. So Ozil's lyrics included, My captain says, hey, you chicken. Compared to you, I'm a European champion. What's up? I like what? The, what is he? <laughs> just yeah. In, in one verse, hey, we took chicken. the Mickey out of Bremen by singing, "We stink of fish because fish because we're from Verda." <laughs> oh, <laughs> we smell like fish. 2021. David Guetta would be proud. But I know what you mean. I find initiation ceremonies fascinating. I, this I really one do. was particularly weird as well because he started singing really, really quietly, and he said, "I started singing really quietly, and all the Arsenal players started booing me." <laughs> Which, as an initiation ceremony, is get out, get him out of this team. Yeah. 
Boo! You cost £45 million and you can't sing? <laughs> Jack, we finally got to a bit we're talking about Arsenal. There must be something you enjoyed from it, right? Uh, um, well, I found this bit probably more traumatic than the bit where he wasn't talking about Arsenal. He talks in sort of limited detail about the 2013-2014 season, which is when Arsenal had their horrible collapse uh, against Liverpool. Predominantly, they lost 5-1. They lost 6-0 to Chelsea, where he mentions Jose Mourinho and mentions the fact that Jose Mourinho called Arsene Wenger a specialist in failure, which was like a knife to the heart, Mesut. It was like a knife to the heart. Let it go. But the most, <laughs> the, the bit for me that was most upsetting was when he talked about a fancy dress party that he went to. And it was um, all these heroes. They had to go as like a superhero, like different kinds of heroes. And they had to pick it, like pick a name out of a hat. And he said, I was really lucky because I got to go as I picked my name out of the hat and I was Superman. So that was good. Uh, and um, uh, Lucas Podolsky was the Hulk. Uh, and then, I, but it was really sad because one other player, I can't remember who it was. They had to go as Super Mario. It was so embarrassing. And I was, I was reading this being like, that's odd. I wonder why he hasn't mentioned who it is. That's, um, strange and maybe it's like a youth player maybe it's like a player who doesn't really matter in this team uh-huh. i looked it up it's santi cazola he forgot santi cazola oh my gosh mm. how could he forget can santi cazola the, the uh, nicest man this is tash level uh-huh. snooping very impressed yeah, yeah. <laughs> i it just made me so upset because I sort of just saw this. I mean, also, obviously, Santi Cazola dressed as Super Mario is the cutest thing in the world. <laughs> yeah. Like, it just it's just adorable. It, it works perfectly. But why? Why wouldn't you just research that? Why would you I look agree. It up and be like, who? Who was I? Who was it again? Oh, it was Santi Cazola, one of Arsenal's best players, one of the best players of Arsenal in the Premier League era, played arguably much better than Meza Özil during Ooh, his time at Arsenal. is turning. But no, oh, no, no, yes, it's true. We've got him at the end. It but feels like there's like, some beef what? between them. Maybe he's sort of. Footballers bloody love fancy they dress, do. don't they? We should work. We should keep a tally of the most popular football outfits. That's a good and idea. We have to go as them at Halloween. Uh, I think I know the answer to this already, but th- that brings us to the end of the book. Uh, did it change you? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it did. Yeah. I, I, I really enjoyed, it. and I learned <laughs> a lot about German, German Turkish history. That's true. So yeah. that was useful. So rating out of ten, would you? Let's start with Jack. Get it out of the way. It's going to be high. Uh, I'm going to go eight. Okay. James? Uh, seven. I'll be positive. Okay. Uh, for context, Cammy got seven and a half average. Um, Tash, Ooh. what are you going for? Oh, if Cammy got seven and a half, this eight. Wow. 23. Yeah. I'm going to give it... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I've got, uh, seven. I'll give it a seven as well. Yeah. So that's 30. Yes. It's got exactly the same. Seven and a half, right? Cool. Cammy and Ozil. That's what I'd say. Meza Ozil, Chris Kamara. About the same. Yeah, about, about the same. In, in footballing ability. But extremely different in... books. About as different very, as you can read. Very different. But exactly <laughs> very, the same quality. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, for the quiz this week, you're all named after some of the nicknames Mesut has been called in the past. Jack, you're the Wizard of Oz. Tash, you're Nemo, which is what the, his Madrid teammates called him. And James, you're the diva with the lump and foot, which I think was a headline. <laughs> Or something. So that is you. Um, that should be me, really. I had a club foot when I was a baby. Okay. The diva with a gl- glumpy foot. <laughs> okay, Tash, right you can switch. Way. James, you're now Nemo. <laughs> uh, question one. Apart from being top scorer in the Bundesliga in 2004, what other claim to fame does Brazilian striker Ailton have? Oh, Nemo. Yep. He was on the German version of I'm a Celebrity. Get me out of here. Very good. Oh, That's yes. true. Not strictly an Ozil question, but um, it was something which I found out from this. What kind of BBC documentaries does Meza Ozil enjoy? Oh, uh, oh. Uh, oh. Uh, Tash, that's not your full name. Full name, please. Wizard, uh, Wizard of Oz. Diva with a lumpy foot. <laughs> yeah, close enough. Lump and foot. Yeah, what's the answer? He likes history documentaries and he also likes nature documentaries yes history. but BBC ones he specifically likes the history very one. complete answer and I'll give you that point Diva Jack was reading that bit like yes Mesut <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that I love it yeah both everything that I want right now um, who number question number three who asked for Mesut's shirt after the World Cup final oh um, uh, uh, Wizard of Oz yep Michel Platini is correct uh, he obviously couldn't get a signed copy of Kamara's nuts column <laughs> so, yeah, had to sell for that and finally, a game of does this appear in the index or not? Question one. Keanu Reeves. Nemo. Yes. Is correct. Yes, I can't remember why. does he mention Keanu? Because he talks about, he likens himself to Neo in the Matrix. Oh, Dodging yes. Bullets. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. When he's playing football. That. Yeah, on the way on the pitch. Yeah, yeah of course. Um, question two. Sugar Feast. <laughs> Is that an entry in the index? Oh, uh, Wizard of Oz. Yep. Yes. It is. I don't know. Again, not quite sure what. 
but he loves a sugar I, I has, it rings a bell it rings a bell i can't, i think he maybe when he was eating at home it was one of the things that he ate just a sugar just piece. A sugar piece like a fly one of them sugar pieces <laughs> yeah. you, you hear so much about nowadays and finally uh in the next as he mentioned gargamel the evil wizard from the smurfs no no it's correct that is of course louis sahar's uh book and you've all got two there you've all tied yeah. incredible nice wow. Uh, That's good. Next week, we'll be reading Neil Redfern's There's Only One Neil Redfern with the brilliant Ivo Graham. We all excited about that? Yeah. Yes. It's going to be great. Um, if you're looking for another football podcast, in the meantime, uh, check out 21st Century Football, a complete guide. Well, you know, as, as complete as it can be in the year 2021. <laughs> this podcast is all about celebrating the best of the best players of the century thus far and features hosts including YouTube stars Statman Dave. Stephen tries and Will Brazier to search for 21st century football wherever you get your podcasts. Looking forward to uh, the one they do on Darren Huckabee. That's <laughs> yeah. going to be the episode I'm, <laughs> I'm tuning into. If you've read uh, There's Only One Neil Redfern or you've read Ozil's book or Kamara's book, please get in touch. If you've read a book. If you've read a book. Really? you read a book. We're on Twitter at Footy Book Club, Instagram at Football Book Club, and we're on Facebook. As well, it's been great fun chatting to you guys again today. Any last words? Yeah, if anyone has the rise for souls, but please, we'll buy it off you. <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag pray. Hashtag pray, everybody. <laughs> Hashtag pray, Hashtag baby. Pray. Thanks for listening to Football Book Club. It featured James Bug, Jack Bernhardt, Natasha Daniels, and James Balgen. It was created by James Bug, and it was produced by Crowd Network. Thanks to Mezzet for writing the book, but what are they all up to now? Well, Mezzet is enjoying his time at Fenerbahce. He seems much happier, and I've Googled it. There is a Vapianos in Istanbul. Great news. Jose Mourinho has moved on to psychologically torturing Deli Alley with mixed results so far. Sergio Ramos has gutted his headline slot at Glastonbury had to be cancelled this year. And Jane Goodall is still devastated. Mezzet blanked her at an award ceremony. The theme music, Hills Behind, is the work of Silent Partner and using the Creative Commons 4.0 license. We'll see you next week for Neil Redfern with Ivo Graham. But until then, bye-bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.